Welcome, dear listeners and fellow K-drama lovers, to your favorite critical K-drama podcast, the K-drama Feuilleton Podcast, with me, Max, and my lovely co-host, Sally. In today's episode, we are reviewing the polythriller drama Vagabond. After giving a brief introduction of the plot, we discuss lobbyism, corruption, the global arms trade, and of course, the US military-industrial complex and its relation to South Korea. But we also talk romance between Susie and Isingi. Enjoy, everyone! Hello, Hello. everyone! Hello, everyone! Our episode on Vagabond. Vagabond, yes! The 16-episode drama was running from September to November 2019 on SBS and also later released on Netflix. And the main characters, Tadagon, was played by Isungi and Boheri by Pesuzi. Yeah, Sally will introduce the drama for us a bit, although <laughs> we both uh, kind of suggested to discuss it in our podcast. Yes, I, I really enjoyed that drama. I thought it was very... Um exciting and adventurous and I know I'm I'm very much into these kind of polite thrillers anyways I'm going to give a very short um, overview over the plot so basically I think in its core this story is about this man of the people I would say almost so he's this very in quotation marks simple man called Cha Dalgun and he is caring for his nephew and he's kind of struggling to get by as a stuntman and because this is the only job he could get he was good at taking hits so he, he raises the nephew actually yeah because mm. the nephew is an orphan Mm. Yeah, so it's it's actually quite a touching story, I think, um, mm. the way he cares for his nephew and his nephew cares for him. But then a big disaster happens and basically his nephew dies in a plane crash, in a very tragic plane crash, where he was on the way to Morocco as a representative of the National Taekwondo, kind of a cultural exchange um, program with Morocco. And so this man... Chadagun is very um, sad and angry and infuriated. And especially uh, when he finds out through a clue in a video, he gets a hint or like gets the impression that the plane crash might not have been an accident, in fact, as it was presented, but that it was premeditated and kind because of... Because he's a survivor of the plane crash in the video and then in real life in Morocco. Exactly. So he, he sees this person and then he gets like, oh my God, this is this person who was on the plane. How can it be? They said there were no survivors. And then he starts investigating at first in Morocco and then later in Korea and then in Mor Morocco again. And he basically mm. meets this woman who works for the National Intelligence uh, Service as an agent, a quite lowly agent, not very high ranking, but she's currently um, stationed in Morocco in the embassy and that's how they meet. And then they kind of get involved in this, yeah, what turns out to be an international conspiracy, the, corruption, yeah, arms. Yeah, and it, it's basically arms. about arms trade and a game of power. And what happens in the end is that the whole state turns against Chadagun, who tries to bring justice and, and the truth uh, to light. 
Ah, uh, and yeah, her yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. and yeah, and, and so this drama is basically about how this this man and this woman try to bring the truth to light, and how at every step of the way, basically the state or the international the like, organization, organizations, organizations, like mercenaries, yeah. all sorts of people mm -hmm. try to stop them with all their might. I mean, in the end, even the president and the prime minister and everyone is implied, and even the media like it's them. <laughs> <laughs> lets them down yeah. but one you know, again or the rest of the world exactly basically. like uh, in, in germany in school we all read michael kohlhaas or at least in our year we did you didn't oh okay he's from a different state than i <laughs> 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 um and michael kohlhaas is exactly the story of a man that was who who experienced some injustice and then he really goes all the way and basically you know risks his life and in the end he even dies i think without even getting his justice but it, it just shows like or exemplifies dramatizes this idea of that a simple man or a simple woman mm. for that matter and that is kind of experiencing an injustice then can really goes on war with everyone because of this yeah kind of but also for i think i read somewhere that it's also for a humanitarian cause or some ethically justifiable cause reason mm. that they mm. <laughs> do this so like everyone else is unjust uh, kind of unfair uh, to this on this like matter but they are the ones who hold up the truth and and this yeah kind of humanitarianism of the one soul fighter against the rest is i think important trope as well mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm. uh, yeah absolutely he wants no. the truth about the death of his nephew and and yeah, he wants no it to be known to the world right mm -hmm. it's not just about him yeah. knowing it but him also like making sure that the public record is right on this mm. but it's not that he is like aiming for power or like wants to change mm. the government because of that or so anyway yeah. his what? cause is very narrow like mm. yeah 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 and although he he discovers a lot of or they in, in fact discover a lot of corruption in the system and a lot of things are you know not working and so on they discover all of this but still really their focus stays quite narrow on this one issue of the plane crash they don't exactly they don't really care for the other things yeah maybe we should introduce more the characters, the characters yes the two main characters so mm -hmm. Tadalgon and Guheri. Uh, you already mentioned their um, background a bit, but there's also some kind of love interest evolving uh, oh, later. Of course, <laughs> yes. we should mention that a bit before yes. going uh, to the more serious and and yeah, mm, sad also um, parts of the drama. Mm. So I think the yeah the story is based on this love interest to make it less sad or less like and to have some funny scenes also included yes, a bit lighter definitely and, and we see tadagon being i don't know how do how would you describe it actually like uh, their their relationships are i think tadagon is a bit more the fighter type and he's not very talkative yeah while Goheri is a bit, yeah. It's, I think the relationship is quite funny because, right, he comes uh, to Morocco as this bereaved uh, person because of his nephew. Mm. That's why he's flown out by um, the embassy for a ceremony to bury the remains and, like, a, yeah. you know, all these yeah. things. And he's a stuntman, right? That's his only yeah. qualification in quotation marks. That and he taxi has. driver as well. And taxi driver, <laughs> yeah. So he knows about car driving, he knows about uh, martial <laughs> arts, which is all very important in an action. 
action uh, drama thriller mm. yeah to be fair yeah and she is actually working for the nis so like kind of higher ranking compared to him and also like mm. well trained in Situations. supposed to be so should be well trained yeah. but later it turns out that actually he is much better with uh, fighting and all that i think well <laughs> yeah <kind> <laughs> i mean that's iron. yeah i think but that i think that's exactly the relationship between them is like he's this kind of single man rambo fighter dude right mm, that has yeah, his yeah, one rambo, goal yeah. and he doesn't really listen to her and uh her expertise on security in you know abroad for example and like in dealing with the moroccan authorities she speaks Arabic as well like she has can like actually deal and has all the like also organizational background mm. a friend doing like some kind of tracking or analysis and, yeah um, yeah so she has actually all the backup but exactly so technically the, i think that's quite interesting in their relationship technically she's the expert and technically abroad he's just a civilian right and she is an mm. agent of the nis who's of, on official business in morocco yeah so in terms of power relationship institutionally you would think and she actually also mentions this like you are a civilian i mm. need to you know i have the proper protect training you. i have yeah. the legitimacy yeah. i need to protect you but he kind of turns it on his head and mm. obviously has to mansplain her <laughs> yes, like when there's a sniper on the roof or something <laughs> and he's like i mean he also acts yeah. more than he talks i would i mean he's not typically so much, a lot. yeah <laughs> so he's mm. just doing it <laughs> well yeah i mean <laughs> but in, in some situations <laughs> obviously It turns out that he kind of um, rescues them always in these kind of situations. Mm. But technically, I mean, obviously she had the training, so he should he should yeah, be should listening be to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one scene, maybe we should shortly introduce, when they are in, uh, I think it's in the middle part, when they return to Morocco to investigate more on mm. uh, try to find the co-pilot who is also as their prime witness yeah. right their witness main witness also and was also involved and survived and then they are attacked by some local people i think actually and then mm. also then some sniper and then some other like professionals and mm. And um, only the two of them, like hiding behind the car, all the others, or many of the others already died or uh, in like hiding yeah. or somewhere. And there's like a lot of shooting going on. So and much she shooting. Says, he says then to him, like, I will show you how to do it. And then like turns the mirror to like see the people on the roof. But then the mirror is shot and then he takes over the gun and goes. and like, Rambo style. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so that was like a very mm, yeah. iconic scene, I think, for, for like this how the dynamic of the drama works also mm. with, with the characters but also from the action level even yeah. like there are a lot of shootings and uh, bombs and <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean and maybe to just introduce the other people a bit more i think uh, mm -hmm. there's always and a person introduced and we don't know are they on the side of the government are they like working for us it's mm. like i mean from the because of as the audience we always feel with the two protagonists, protagonists and mm. hope like oh is this a bad person for that or is this like supportive yeah. person and, and even within the drama this changes always yeah. like you the, can never be sure other, yeah, yeah the other mm. agents of the nas uh, some are corrupt so they would work for government or the lobbyists and some are helpful and then from the even from the bereaved families there mm. are some who work with the, with the lobbyists company, like oh. lobbyists yeah and some are obviously like good people or like try to yeah. 
try to support Diagon later on. Yeah. Yeah, we don't always don't know like who is on which side and Yeah. But that's what keeps it very interesting, right? Because and in each episode also each episode has its own story arch, right? And at the end sometimes you wonder, ooh, Mm -hmm. is this person actually the super evil man who wraps everyone out in the NIS? And and then especially also in the embassy scene, I mean, which is great I mean, absolutely ridiculous, (laughs) right? I mean (laughs) the Korean (laughs) embassy in Morocco (laughs) is besieged by mercenaries outside and then other mercenary groups break them out with the C4 They were also like like mm. in like they were sent by the NIS because they thought he, they were traitors so I mean I know I it's very complicated like the it's, NIS sent like mm. several people there and mm. who was like trying to el- eliminate the uh, traitors again and and then it's always the question, right? Who is a traitor? Who is a yeah, yeah, like? Yeah. Because obviously, the people sent by the NIS are only following orders. So from their their perspective, yeah. the others are the bad baddies, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, from right. but from our perspective, they are the baddies. And actually, they <laughs> get quite brutally executed. The people, the special team sent from the NIS, but also because obviously they were about to kill everyone. So, but for example, in this one episode, but even the ones who were helping Tadagon and they were all killed later on yeah <laughs> everyone the, gets killed basically leader, except for the main leader yeah. yeah 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 all these side characters <laughs> basically get killed off so <laughs> that you know somebody can be sad about them so maybe because of that i don't know yeah but yeah important for the story but yeah i mean i thought for example right um, when they get sent again to to morocco and there's this nis team and then Goheri is just in one or that one or two sentences that you actually see of the team spoken with Goheri where she's um, lauded for her actions for the team or something because she ah something yes right. and I already knew like these people will die soon. exactly and then and then you had in the next episode they die and then Goheri is super yes. sad and you see the flashback oh when they but told me this they one were sentence. not treating her that well before so <laughs> exactly think- right too sad <laughs> so i thought it was quite funny like the setup <laughs> it was yeah. not funny but it was, it was a bit kind of obvious okay this person's gonna die pretty sure uh, it is yeah it was a bit yeah it was a bit set up <laughs> oh. yeah. maybe we should introduce the lobbyists and then go on to this yeah. the lobbyist meant uh whole corruption uh going oh, on oh yeah, yeah 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 more from society critical perspective yeah that we try to apply in our drama yeah so basically <laughs> Um, the backdrop uh, of this whole plot around the plane, and which is also introduced in the beginning, I think already in the first episode, is a presentation of two arms firms who compete for a contract with the state of or the Republic of Korea um, for new, uh, I think, air air fighters. Air uh, fighters, yeah, a new fleet of air fighters. So basically, which are very expensive also mm, and not budget and, and exactly. And so it's a it's a billion dollar deal so it's it's really big mm. right and then we have jessica lee uh who's the lobbyist and the kind of ceo of this big american it seems um arms firm or arms company max and Sp- is it called max and spencer no just it's, <laughs> it's called, not john called max and, and spencer. it's called john <laughs> and marks <laughs> <laughs> This is my British <laughs> Max and Spencer. Uh, so John and Max. No, no, it's called John and Max. Yeah, she is the Asian deputy or like manager mm. 
of the kind of Asian but, market. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems to be more international or American mm. company, actually. And she is she's the, the main lobbyist. Also presenting, I think she's presenting in English also. And yeah. then she switches to English and supposedly like train was trained in the US. Or and apparently she's also American, I think, uh, in the end. Yeah, yeah, because later she applies to be to be uh, sent to the US. Uh, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah being extradited in prison. <laughs> mm, yeah, in prison. and then yeah so this is the one arms firm and company. then there's the yeah. other arms company who is also kind of wanting the same contract and their main lobbyist or their main representative that we mostly see in this drama is called edward park but he's mm. only introduced after the plane crash as a, a person that is supposed to appease the bereaved and offer them a settlement. Um, also because uh, the plane that, that crashed was Dynamics, so the company is called Dynamics Product as well, and was from a similar type as the air fighters that were supposed to be introduced in Korea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that's an important <laughs> that's point. Why he yeah. go, that's why he goes to Morocco to yeah appease the people. And he makes up, a lot, I don't know, does he make up these stories about his own family also died in a plane crash something like that or is this just a real story also i don't i wonder i wonder about it i wondered yeah. about it i mean i can imagine that he made it up but he made sure that he like online if if really yeah real. so if yeah. if you kind of google him and checks out but then i don't i wouldn't buy it i don't think in the beginning he is kind of the bad guy but then also he seems to be nice somehow i mean it's very difficult to to like <laughs> he's a very interesting person i think because yes. yeah you, you kind of in the beginning actually in the first scene you see him preparing having this. a phone call and then just like sitting mm. on the terrace and then you see him and so in the beginning i got bad vibes and so okay that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an evil dude right but then you question that later because he ends up helping chadagun and goheri a lot in their fight and um, mm. uh, and he also tries to like get a higher settlement or something for the bereaved family. Yeah, so, yeah, to get more money for them. This, yeah, yeah, mm. with lawyers. And exactly. So he seems then to be kind of on the on the good side in a way, like that he mm -hmm. he says, oh, I, I play actually for your team, but I pretend to only be yeah, yeah, the, in exactly. favor of That's dynamics. To, to raise the uh, money. Oh. But yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> but um, yeah, in the end, uh, I mean, it turns out he's the most evil dude. I mean, s surprise! <laughs> uh, Made lobbyist for arms industry. <laughs> He's evil. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, how can that no, but we didn't know he was like the real. How do you evil mastermind? Like, mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm. But what? What do you know? Is that Jessica? Oh yeah, Jessica was trained by him. Actually, exactly. they worked at mm. the same company. Yeah, and she trained him. So it's quite but interesting. It didn't, it didn't really like tell the background of the um, plane crash. So in the beginning, actually, this like competing company is blamed for the plane crash to yeah portray Dynamics planes in a bad light. I think mm. that's why they are supposed to have done it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I think that's important to yeah. To understand. So basically, the whole story then is a question about okay, mm. who crashed the plane and why. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. and then you have two possible explanations. Either it's the one arms company or it's the other arms company. 
because obviously both it seems want the deal so that seems to be the main objective Um, and then it's just a question of who benefits most from this plane crash and so in the beginning it seems like John and Mark's so Jessica Lee's arms firm is the firm that benefits the most from this crash Mm. and also there's evidence that the vice chancellor of this um, firm Mm. actually planned actually planned or knew about the plane attack at least or the plane crash beforehand and that dynamics is actually the company that loses out most because they would lose the deal so this is also then why Chada Gun and Goheri trust Edward Park of Dynamics more than and or, or kind of see Jessica Lee and John and Marx mm-hmm. as their as main the enemy, right? As the super but evil. Always they send like these kind of soldiers or troops or people <laughs> to kill them. So I mean yeah, they are kind of evil. I mean they are evil yeah. also because mm. they want to destroy the evidence and yeah. also Edward Park is evil because he betrays oh. them later. <laughs> yeah, so I think actually it's yeah. quite interesting because this drama really shows that there's technically there's no good good, good arms company, which is a not only a, the arms, only also the politicians. Like in the beginning, you think, yeah. oh, maybe the vice, maybe the chancellor is actually a nice person, but the president is evil, or maybe mm. this like secretary has like a bigger plan. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And then we also learn he is evil and yeah. all that. So. So basically, even the mm. political side and also the society organizations like mm. the bereaved family, mm. um, especially with the I think the wife of the co-pilot that yeah, yeah, yeah. actually yeah. got like more money and all that. So mm. everyone else it, it paints for, quite a bleak picture of mm, um, society. society. And I think I mean the interesting thing with the politicians I find or with the scenes of the politicians and the kind of interaction between lobbyists and politicians and ministers I thought it was quite interesting the scene where Jessica Lee is trapping this stand-up moralist minister who you know didn't want to cave in on political pressure and lobby pressure right so the oh, defense minister the, uh, yeah, yeah, I think defense, yeah, minister mm. of defense. so uh, he was kind of this introduced as this moralist upstanding like i'm not corrupted i will not you know be yes, corrupted yeah. by any lobbyists and then <gasps> that it really... was a very trick to, like this this uh-huh. trick i was really surprised it's much that. trickery but it shows kind of how quickly uh-huh. in a position of power explain. you can be implicated and then blackmailed into mm, being black corrupt, man. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he himself doesn't want to be corrupt, but then he kind of not has to be. Obviously, there's always a choice, but has to be corrupt in order to not yeah. do this or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or I think like that, there's some information leaked about mm, him stuff that would be not good for his image, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Because they are controlling the media, they are controlling other organizations and politics. So. Yeah. Ah, but, evil. But oh. it was, I mean, in the end, it it also ended up with like sex, right? What did you think about that? Oh God, like, yeah. I basically, I, I mean, she blackmailed mm. him, but then also she, she kind of seduced him. Yeah. And, in the last episode, when uh, the main character Goheri also becomes a lobbyist, mm. and, uh, she is also like shown in this very sexy dress, short, sexy dress, and then the drivers make this joke and say, "Oh yeah, she's actually here to seduce the Aww. guy and stuff, and then make the deal, like settle the deal and stuff." The North African <laughs> oil share. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So isn't it also like that? These like female lobbyists 
Mm. And then are portrayed as these sedu sed seducing, seductive. Yeah. Yeah, seductive women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it's true. And even, I mean, Edward Park is seen to use mm. his PA slash badass mercenary called Mickey mm. in order, so uses her to seduce the vice president of the other firm. So yeah, yeah, there's so also, again, this right. whole trope of the yeah, that all seductive the people in power being seduced oh, yeah. by women, by young women, or like pretty women. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I found that I found that sex scene with Jessica Park and that defense minister. I I don't know. I I thought it was <laughs> that was a bit too much. Red she she already yeah. had some like blackmailing material. Exactly. Yeah. Why did yeah, yeah. she do like do that? Like, I thought it was a bit. Yeah, I thought it was a bit sad actually because she's this powerful woman, right? Yeah, Evil, yeah, but, then, but yeah. powerful nevertheless. But then she still, yeah. you know, has to use her body. Like I think it would have had. It would have made more sense if she would have used the sex worker as she did with the others <laughs> for him, right? Why do it yourself? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, but on the other hand, then she's also this very strong, like, woman who knows what she wants. And Yeah, no, of course. This also underlined, like, with the sex, she, like, um, made this decision to get it's a true. good yeah, I guess I don't know. You could see it from from either side. Like mm. power. But you know, like if the defense secretary, <laughs> if he would have been like super hot, if that would have been, I don't know, <laughs> Park So Jung, Park Kim Shik, anyone, right? I would say, okay, yes, I buy okay, it. Yeah. I would have done the same completely on your side. <laughs> but that geezer, and sorry, okay, I don't want to be just... ageist, but he was not very sexy at <laughs> all. I did not want to imagine him having any sort of romantic involvement <laughs> with Jessica True. Lee, who's really hot. I mean, she's re she's smoking hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he also uses that with other people, but no. Yeah, I mean, that was not necessary. Oh. Yeah. No, anyways, but this was one part. This is one part of the lobbyism as well that she does. I think we should mention that. Oh, did you know, random fact, historical fact, that the name lobby, lobbyism and lobbyist literally comes from being in a lobby? Namely, oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Namely, sitting like outside and outside. Sitting the, exactly the in the lobby of the parliament and waiting for mm. parliamentarians that you then mm. kind of talk to or like try to convince or blah, 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 make your case. And that then came to be over the last um, centuries known as the, a verb in itself and a whole industry right now. That's kind of lobbyist mm. because now it's restricted who's actually allowed to go into parliament and who not and so on. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so I just yeah uh, maybe we should short side. Get deeper into the analysis of the lobbyism and corruption in this drama. Oh yeah, so I think uh, this drama is a very interesting one because it covers or touches upon at least the role of global arms trade and the massive amount of money and mm. power and stuff that goes on behind that. So. We looked a little bit into actual like corruption cases in South Korea, but also like a little bit of how the general global arms or the military industrial complex works, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But don't worry, we're not going to, we're not going to make a lecture of this. We're not <laughs> big experts in this either, <laughs> but it has to do, it should, should be mentioned always at this point. to the drama, I think. So um, otherwise it would be abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So apparently in, in Korea or South Korea during the military dictatorship 
anyways, but also afterwards, there were always big scandals around and investigations into major corruption cases around the acquisition of submarines or like other sorts of defense materials or, you know, weaponry capabilities in mm. any in any kind and i actually looked also at the prison sentences of these people and the few people short. yeah yeah the, 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 the very the very it's only in a very few cases right presumably that corruption actually is investigated and then in even mm. fewer cases that it comes to court to tr to a trial and then in even fewer cases there's enough evidence to convict them and then when they are convicted you know and this is around like you know it's billions of dollars that you know they mm. kind of put into offshore and like tax evasion all sorts of stuff uh white collar crime and they get yeah. like one year two year <laughs> and then at a you know they get acquitted like early on and then they have a bit of a financial fine maybe but that's mm. it and it's really really crazy if you think about if you i don't know throw a stone uh, in a in a shop window at a demonstration you would get more Yes, Maybe we can directly like connect it to the drama. I mean, in the mm. last episode, Jessica Lee is actually in prison mm. because of her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why actually. <laughs> 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 I forgot. No, she was she was sentenced as being involved in this, the in this plane, plane crash. crash. Yeah, because of the plane crash. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought because of the arms deal. And the corruption, the corruption, yeah. The yeah, corruption yeah, and the corruption. Okay, yeah, yeah, well. And then she apparently applies to uh, be sent to the US. Mm. Uh, and then she says, oh, well, in the US, I just paid a fine of some mm. dollars and then I was sent free. And, and mm. then she returns to Korea, actually, also yeah. as a free person. Seems all very easy, like for her. Yeah. After she went to the US. Apparently in Korea, it was a bit cold. To, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know why. There's this, mm, just for people who are more interested in global arms trade, uh, there is a documentary called Shadow World. It's quite famous. It also won an award at the Edinburgh International Film Festival. It's already quite old, I think. It's in the 2000s, I think, from the 2000s, the documentary. But yeah, it, it kind of looks a bit at the global arms trade and how especially like really corrupt uh, the whole trade is, how globally, how also it's almost like a parallel, they move in a parallel legal system where mm -hmm. barely anyone gets, um, yeah. I mean, we see it with it's the president. It's like this mm. uh, offshore, when the president is later bribed by John and Marx, I think, then mm. they actually send the money to like uh, these paper companies abroad in Singapore or something and mm. a very complex system of how they send the money, yeah. laundered money. Yeah. And it's kind of difficult to track that and then even to punish it because this is not even done in unlawful in a sense. Like mm. only the tax evasion is then unlawful. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's kind of difficult to. Mm. I think it's also quite interesting, like looking at the drama, how, I mean, it's really extreme in the drama, how it's portrayed, right? But basically almost every institution of the state in the end is mobilized to stop Chadagun and Goheri, yes. right? Trying to get this one witness to court. And I think it's so interesting mm. how in this depiction, literally everything is super corrupt, but the one institution that is completely untouched 
<laughs> is the legal system. It's the legal system, right? It's it's like this beacon of truth and justice. And I've I've seen that before in Korean dramas. And yeah. actually it reminds uh -huh. me a little bit of Germany, because in Germany I think also there's this deep belief in and if everything else falls, we still have our Bundesverfassungsgericht, our <laughs> Supreme Court, the Constitutional Court, and nothing mm -hmm. <laughs> can ever corrupt this. Right? Mm. And I think I get a I think it's quite extraordinary how in this drama, like the police, the NIS, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the executives, the judicial the legislative, all of them are kind of prone to all of these structures, but for some reason the The, the, the judge the is completely is kind of, I mean, the parliament is also still working and, and later they impeach the president. Also, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, there's still some functioning <laughs> democracy. No, mm, of, of course, so, but it, it shows like that they are, if, if a position in power is corrupted, then they are easily played by them mm. because of how the system works, <laughs> right? Because otherwise, I mean, the president can probably like direct the police, and uh, I mean, it, it is probably in the constitution in Korea that the NIS is like kind of directly under the president mm. and police is under the Ministry of Interior Inter mm. Affairs or something. But then that would be like still kind of plausible that the president has some influence there through like the ministers or the head of the NIS and stuff, but. For the legal system, it's kind of hard even for the minister to control that. So yeah, for the maybe. minister. But look, mm. if a judge gets like a two billion right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, I'm not saying that every judge would succumb to that or whatever, right? Obviously. No, but I mean, in, in Korean drama, it's often the case like the, this one politician calls the police and just mm. says like, "Do this," and for me, and then they do it. But yeah. I think the police is like way easier to bribe, and, mm. and, and like, that's always how it's shown in Korean drama. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. If that's well, yeah, funny. but anyways, I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> like how you know the whole, i mean even the military and the police then show up and like they shoot at them right yeah. and then the media turns away because they they've been called and pressured by people in power but but the judge is like mm, yeah i'll be waiting here for my witness <laughs> <laughs> okay jessica Park, uh, jessica lee is actually guilty okay <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? But it's good. That's good that something is happening like constitution and democracy, democratic values. And <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in this sense, like obviously, I think it's quite, it's quite, yeah, it's it's quite interesting because like the whole liberal democracy then rests on this court, basically, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Some in in some sense, right? The the kind of yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. also the trust of Goheri and Chadagun in the court that you know as as, as long as I if get we bring the court, them if we bring this one witness there if we just get him there alive yeah everything <laughs> will be fine but in the end it turns out it doesn't happen that way. i mean then you know there is someone behind mm. uh, all that and the evil mastermind they don't get their truth so they have to get the truth on their own again yeah and, and this their is also oh. like so it turns more into a revenge revenge yeah. drama to the end of then um Tadagon decides to actually join this, this other like the, this ominous mm, mercenary group um right, and, private and military company. also decides to, to join the lobbyist faction so basically they mm. both uh, don't trust in the institutions anymore and funnily and enough they they both mm. are turned into the people they've been fighting before right so that is 
Well, yeah, but I mean, if everyone else from the, like the legal point of, as you said, the institutions, they were all against them. So why would they mm. still want to work in the institution and cannot even change anything if, if the president is just against them mm. or whatever? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the... For Guheri to go back to the NIS would have been very useless. <laughs> just yeah. The new team mm. leader or with a new president there, uh, still the structures are kind of corrupt and um, mm. nothing changes i mean go ahead he goes through an interesting development i think because in the beginning she's portrayed as this you know nis um, employee who's very keen on just sticking to her office job you know like or agency promotion job. she wants to get a promotion getting a promotion well. get like kind of a secure stable income and just not kind of get implied with any sort of risky stuff right but it's kind of ironic also that this is not a job you would choose if you want to have a oh. stable like <laughs> i don't know i guess it's a, you know, it's a it's a government job right it's yeah, a, yeah, it's a government uh, institution so it's quite so a secure job mm. abroad and then you have all these missions and stuff yeah, it's true. if you want security that would oh. not be the ideal that is true that is true and then i mean in the end it turns out that actually she does care more for justice Mm. and truth than she does for a you know secure stable non no trouble income and a non-troubled life um but then again she changes and uh joins the lobbyists and uh yeah joins jessica jessica lee she joins actually yeah yeah yeah. Mm. It's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and that's also, I mean, that's actually what annoyed me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> usually <laughs> what I like a lot about green dramas, right, is that they are one self-contained story. And, you know, mm. you watch one season and then you get a resolution of all the conflicts, whatever. But in this case, it ended on a cliffhanger. Actually, it started <laughs> with that cliffhanger and then it ended with yes. the same cliffhanger. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But now, if there's no second season, we will never know. There might what be and how and what? Yeah, I, I, I heard the, there are some rumors going oh. on. It's not confirmed yet, but there mm. could be a second season because it was quite popular drama and also mm. produced with or co-produced. I don't know if it was co-produced with Netflix, but yeah. at least distributed on Netflix as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of high ratings there. So okay, yeah. maybe we know how it will continue. But it is also changing. I mean, what we discussed in our introduction, K-dramas for beginners, then we said that these uh, dramas are normally not pre-produced, but this mm. drama was completely pre-produced. Also. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that this one was... had a high budget also, mm. like higher than normal dramas. So and they, and they, I mean, they shot in, in, a, in a different country, in Morocco. That's always mm. really expensive, right? You have to uh, yeah, yeah. hire the whole crew, like fly them all out and have and special have licenses and have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plane crash. I mean, the also all the action oh, scenes the, in Morocco, uh, yeah, yeah. like all the bombs Bomb and bullets yeah. and <laughs> rocket launches and yes, yes. oh my god! Yeah, let's just talk very quickly about Morocco. Um, oh yes, I was curious how you as a. a expert on Arabian world I'm actually not so much an expert of North Africa more like kind of mm-hmm. my area is more to the east in the Levant but uh, I must say I was quite pleasantly surprised I mean I think it could have the portrayal of Morocco and Moroccans and the locals and so on could have been way worse in terms of yeah. their orientalism i.e. like how they're portrayed as these you know back 
backwards, simplistic, um, terrorist people, like, you know, how they're usually portrayed in US uh, productions. The Middle Eastern... A little you know, bit. I mean, the police yeah. was quite corrupt as well. Yeah. So, but I guess, you know, fair enough, this is an action drama and, people. you know, you need these kind of things. And obviously drugs and... But then, you know, there are there are drugs in the Middle East <laughs> and <laughs> North Africa. <laughs> so you do have that. And probably there's also some level of corruption in police. Obviously, I don't believe that um, it is that <laughs> that you can pay them off to to uh, have a whole shootout in the middle of a city <laughs> without any. But was it uh, actually? I was wondering. Um, mm. Did they portray it correctly that then the Moroccans would not talk to strange like people from a foreign country and just stick to each other and and yeah. Like, what, I found a bit like no, I don't think so. I mean, just if, as in no, no, when they were trying to find the co-pilot, and and then it seemed that only by the help of the police, like the locals, mm. he would be able to actually find them, talk to the also talk uh, do mm. the interviews and all that because they were not successful with the like mm. classical interview methods mm. as Koreans or as like foreigners there mm. and only by climbing over the roof and breaking into the <laughs> like backyards kind of <laughs> yeah. I mean I guess it depends on like no but I, I guess the thing is like obviously I haven't been to Morocco I have been to mm. Tunisia that's my only North African experience that I can claim but obviously you know it's like in any country obviously if, if you are able to speak or communicate in a language mm. they understand. And of, of course, you know, it's the same as if some foreigner comes to you and then uh, tries to talk to you, then obviously I think the first instinct is you help and try and communicate. So I do think in that sense, it was, yeah, a bit portrayed like, oh, these, you know, these local, these like local they Arabs, they, they don't, you know, they stick to each other or something. Yeah, it was but a then, bit like that. That's why I thought, hmm. how was the use not, of Arab, not, uh, Arabic uh, language? Though? Yeah, it was very good Arabic. Yeah, I was I was also very impressed by Guhari's <laughs> Arabic, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was quite good. Like I'm the things I haven't heard many Koreans speak Arabic before. Um obviously like like in any language if somebody... of the sun, we heard some. <laughs> yes, so that so Guhari's Arabic is much better <laughs> than the Arabic of Song Jung Ki. Yeah, yeah. So so her her Arabic is much better. Much better accent as well. From Morocco itself. Well, we don't know that. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> bosses yeah. and people they also speak in english i think sometimes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. mention one more point i think Ooh. uh with the sewal ho that i kind of was reminded of many things like especially the term yukazo mm. that is i think translated as the bereaved families mm. that is very often used in the uh sewal ho catastrophe and what was the sewal catastrophe yeah introduce it uh mm. it was a uh, uh, ferry um, disaster happened uh, in 2014 and around 300 people died I think and was also connected to yeah corruption a bit because the owner of the ferry was uh, yeah the ferry was not inspected kind of so quality control was mm. Mm, yeah yeah the, and then the police and and uh, army the um, navy I think yeah, navy mm -hmm. they 
try to stop people from helping on the on the boat. Yeah, <laughs> helping uh, the, the um, so survivors. The, the government was kind of involved in all all that, and not in a positive way. But yeah. we don't still still don't know. I think uh, the all whole the extent mm. because the documents were not uh, released yet, and mm. this was under the president Park Geun Hye, and mm. um, she later was um, impeached for corruption. So yeah, and that whole impeachment was basically the same as in uh, in the dramas in Vagabond so in mm. episode 15 I think they have this like candlelight this, uh, protests and that is kind of the same as it happened in 2015 16 mm -hmm. interesting and then after that uh, President Park geun was impeached and also actually sent to prison for corruption mm -hmm. so that is not shown in the drama how the yeah. president would be punished and we might see that in season uh, two though maybe yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> but i was just reminded with the actually the so the bereaved families the youth yeah. so they played a big role in this protest but yeah. also like in trying to find the truth mm. of uh, the sinking of the ship and then mm -hmm. uh, the ferry because there were also many um school children on the boat so yeah. we're going to a school trip in Tejuto mm. and um, they like their families especially i think they were protesting yeah often. yeah and they had tents on kwangwamun the main square mm. and yeah had a long struggle to get the truth like go and get yeah, the truth yeah 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 and that is very similar to the tatakon and, and his fight for the truth on the plane crash so yeah oh, so so and actually the producer so in one interview producer said uh, he was kind of also inspired by that but had also different things in mind and obviously mm. it's not completely the same uh, scenario and the whole lobbyism with like weapons arms that is not part of the second whole thinking mm -hmm. at all so obviously this is not uh, related but with a yeah some kind of wrongdoings in politics or like this yeah negative sides of some mm. how how to say yeah uh, like covering the truth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. from like the government side it's still very important for korean collective memory and also often connected to some at that time like critical mm. people so if you mm. wanted to criticize the president you'd always talk about sewol also yeah mention that as mm. well but then later she was involved in another corruption scandal anyway so again yeah it's quite striking how politics again is kind of portrayed as a very corrupt space i mean mm. we often see that i think in k-dramas that politicians not all of them but uh, many yeah. yeah i remember i was thinking a bit about city hunter which is also quite political in a sense and there is also this uh, tragedy happening in the beginning where the state covers up uh, truth about the murder of mm -hmm. sol certain soldiers who were supposed to be spies and it's also a complicated story but mm. <laughs> also to keep it short then uh, the city hunter or basically the father of the city hunter wants to take revenge on mm. the government people who yeah. were involved at that time and then all the corrupt politicians and there's also i think the the minister of defense involved and he has some kind of corrupt deal on like what is it um with the shoes of some mm. soldiers that he got for a very cheap price mm. and then got some lobbyist money there and it reminded I me think, a bit of yeah that. i think i think in vagabond that's like the uh, very interesting facet of it all is that uh it, 
also the the internationality or the this mm. arms trade and the corruption and the big power game and how kind of Korea yeah. and these arms deals are connected to that. And here, yeah, especially I think the American arms company I think is quite interesting because I've also read in an article that industrialization and modernization of South Korea, the Republic of Korea, is very closely connected to the military industrial complex, which basically means it's the military industrial complex, just very shortly, is a term that has been coined by Eisenhower in his farewell speech in 1961. He warned mm -hmm. before the arms global arms race with the Soviet Union yeah, yeah. And kind of spending too much money on uh, military expenses, so kind of producing arms instead of goods that are good for yeah, civil yeah. society at home. And this military-industrial complex also kind of today is still very relevant because it kind of shows how war in itself is a very lucrative business. Um, mm. And that oftentimes, I mean, that's often criticized of the US that they kind of go to war. I mean, obviously, you have to be careful not to tread into conspiratorial land. But that there is a point to be made about how warfare and the uh, local national arms industry play a role, yeah, or are closely linked, right? Kind of profits making from uh, creating arms. But I think we have arms. to add in this, mm. like, I don't want to interrupt you now, but I just wanted to add uh, mm. that in Korea, kind of the Cold War is still ongoing. That's what's always claimed. Yeah. So then still a threat by North Korea in the region, mm. not only to South Korea, but also to Japan or Yeah. Yeah. And um still we don't know what is happening with China. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. The US still see South Korea as their bastion in on the Asian like East Asian continent. So Yeah. I mean that's the interesting thing because yeah, that was so. exactly the context in which Eisenhower kind of talked because he basically was against the Pentagon wanting to keep a military base in Korea after the end of the mm. Korean War. So he wanted to take the soldiers back and like not invest so much money in Yes, uh, yes, like yes, keeping yes. a base there and so on. But yeah, really, yeah, so that was the start the of the whole yes. Cold War and like all the wars that ensued from that, like Vietnam, you know, mm. wherever. And actually, big chairballs like uh, Hyundai or like others got a lot of training and also contracts from abroad, like in Vietnam or like yeah, other Vietnam parts. is I think the b biggest uh, example was mm. Korea. Um, Korean companies, but also Korean soldiers were sent to Vietnam instead of American soldiers. Mm -hmm. They cost less, costed less. And then also, <laughs> uh -oh. yeah, yeah. Um, very dodgy. Yeah. They were supported in the way through that uh, mm. to have a um, better like industrialization process yeah. starting and all. Yeah, it's all connected with also with the military, uh, the um democratic not the democratic <laughs> the industrialization of Korea or the, the um economic growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that was also kind kind of an interesting yeah dimension, like just how much money and power for development also goes through military contract. Anyways, mm. let's review this drama. <laughs> What, uh, <laughs> how, how would you rate it? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, actually high rating, I think. Yeah, I was very happy with the storyline and uh, characters kind of a bit too much, uh, 
of like internal corruption with like the NIS. Mm. What was he? The Kwajangnim, I think, or like some person who didn't mm. like Guhe. And then was he also like corrupt? Um, that was a bit too much, maybe. Mm. But <laughs> and it's like in the middle episodes. Yeah, yeah. But all yeah. in all, I rated I think nine of, out of ten. Actually. Nice. Well, I and think. So yeah, mm. so I I think I would have to join you there. Like I really enjoyed the song. I mean, I really like Chadagun. The actor's name is Isungi. Isungi. Yeah, I really like him. I mean, I I I was already smitten after seeing him in a Korean Odyssey. I think you didn't watch that drama. It's on Netflix. No, I didn't see him as an actor before. Oh. I just know him as a singer. As a singer, yeah. But yeah, so I already liked him there. But so I really like him there. I really like his character as well. I think um, he's quite convincing <laughs> at times. <laughs> I was not 100% happy with him. And that even, <laughs> okay. even with uh, Pei Suzy, I was not. Not completely. <laughs> yeah. She was sometimes a bit annoying for me. Mm. <laughs> But I did, Although I really also like her oh, as a person. Yeah. I really liked Edward Park, though. I think he was quite cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jessica Lee, she was quite good as well. I liked her as well. Yeah, um, I think she mm, was also a prize for her like supporting actors. Mm, uh, yeah, deservedly, but. I would say. Anyways, yeah, so I would also give it at least nine points out of ten because it was so... Like, I really wanted to watch every, you know, the next episode. I wanted to know yeah, what's going on. Yeah. It was quite gripping. And I really liked the twists and turns and yeah, also because yeah, it was quite critical, right? Of of the state <laughs> and the politicians and the Although this is not so directly like, Yeah, it's um, not the set at the, the center as we did mm. now and uh, yeah. But, yeah. But like mm. in, in one scene actually very shortly, Edward Park when Edward Chadagun finds out that Edward Park is the baddie and confronts him. Then Edward Park explains, you know, this whole international power game and like kind of gets into, <laughs> do you remember in the 1990s when we called it was the IMF crisis, but actually this is when mm. the long game started. And I mean, it's quite consp <laughs> conspiratorial in that sense, obviously. That's not how it works. But um, I thought it was, it was quite um, Not all things are like uh, surrounding the arms industry <laughs> yeah no of course yeah yeah no it's way more complex like this is a disclaimer we are not um conspiracy <laughs> theories <laughs> like the these things are hyper complex this is a very simple way of talking mm. it's a very simplified version um, yeah but, but yeah to explain it on these key topics um, corruption and uh, military complex yeah yeah helpful. so um what was your favorite scene then did you have a favorite scene actually i really like the morocco scenes oh. i've never been there But uh, when Zuzi was uh, driving with her uh, mm. red Jeep and her sunglasses on. <laughs> I thought it was uh, great, yeah. Even later on, I mean, as you mentioned, Jessica Lee, she also had a very cool style. And yeah. sunglasses played an important role. And they yeah. In the car. I, yeah. And I like these Morocco scenes, the mm. driving through the desert and, and all that. that no, I thought also like it was nice cinematography and like well shot, obviously all the action scenes, um, very good. Any particular scene that you remember? I really liked in the beginning, I'm such a sucker for these kind of <laughs> soppy introductions. Uh, I mean, you could already tell something will happen to the nephew, but I really liked um, this kind of... Uh, I didn't you know, really this... expect a plane crash, though. That okay, no, too, I did like... Yeah, I didn't expect that to be fair. Obviously, I didn't, I did not expect that. But no, I really like basically, um, when this relationship between Chalagun and his nephew was shown 
and like mm-hmm. his kind of stunt video, like when he was a stuntman and auditioning. That was very cute. Yeah, I yeah. thought those I were quite touching. Myself. I really liked those scenes. Yeah. And also the how the nephew that kind of wanted him to be a stuntman. And yeah. His dreams and all yeah. that. Like, I thought follow your dreams, mm, kind of. And, and I think actually the whole drama really um, was Always based on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you no, wouldn't have believed that nephew, uh, uncle love in the beginning, then the whole drama would have been a bit, I don't know, uninteresting yeah. maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he always remembers, oh, my nephew. Yeah. Watches the videos. Yeah. And, and you get, and, yeah, and you get really uh, emotionally involved, I think, through that yes, nephew yes. uncle thing. So I really like that. The same, even at the end, when he like takes his revenge, he says, Oh, yeah, remember the nephew, my nephew's name. And then you're reminded, even though there's all this political and mm, all this yeah. scandals, meaning the corruption, mm. lobbyism, but then in the end, he's still, for him, it's only about the nephew. Yeah, it's true. With the revenge and with the whole. <laughs> yeah it's about his yeah but i think that's also so important like in the end all these very political things and so on it is in the end about a love personal humans yeah, right and it is personal. love is all about love <laughs> it's always love it's always about love right sorry <laughs> yeah. how was it in michael kohlhaas was there also some love interest there <laughs> no it was about his horses <laughs> oh okay I think his like his lord or something kind of in the feudal place in this feudal society and his lord mistreats his horses or something and he wants his horse back I mean maybe it's about his deep love for his ho- horse uh, okay, I guess okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we made the loop again <laughs> yes yes We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please leave us a comment or write us on our social media. We always, always appreciate your feedback and we're always here for you. Now, go back to watching your K-dramas, stay critical, and we cannot wait to see you for our next episode. Bye-bye! <laughs> <laughs>